welcome to a Stable Life podcast. My name is Jennifer Connor. I'm an equine pharmaceutical rep, an owner, breeder, and rider, and I'm here with my co-host, Melinda Furco. Hello, everyone, and I am an equine nutrition consultant. I also am an owner and rider and have done many disciplines over the years, but currently I'm doing lower-level dressage. Welcome to podcast number four. This week, we're dreaming big dreams about building our own barns. Wouldn't it be a I still would love to build my own barn. Absolutely. I'd love to put in everything that I, I think would be like a great feature and make my life easier in a barn. Yes. And I, being a feed rep, I have seen many, many barns. I go out to the Hamptons. I've seen a lot of barns in Westchester. I mean, I have seen some beautiful barns. Oh, yeah. And I'm very jealous. <laughs> and I would love to do, even on a smaller scale, some take some of their designs and incorporate it into my own place. Yeah, definitely. I've been to Wellington to some of those barns in there. They wouldn't necessarily work here in the Northeast, but definitely would love to take some of the design and, and put it together. Because a lot of them down there are more open, right? Yeah, and cement, made of like cement and hurricane proof. and But really, they're beautiful. Chandeliers, yeah, the whole thing. I guess the thing for me is I would love to have the chandeliers. I've seen my eye with the rugs. I'm like, do you have to take off your shoes right. before entering the tack room? Where do your boots go? Yeah. I mean, because I feel like that would be a rule of mine. I would be awful. I would, I would have to be a private barn because I think I would drive everyone away if I had people There's coming. <laughs> yeah, awesome there's just so many rules. Do you think we're at that age where, like, cleaning is important to us and... And rules are important to us. Is that like an age thing or is that like a personality thing? I think it's a personality thing. I do. Because I've I've definitely gotten worse as now I own my own home, my own car, that sort of thing. But I remember even growing up, one of the barns I rode at, her philosophy was always cleanliness is next to godliness. Yes. So I grew up with that. The barn where I currently board, the trainer owner is very meticulous. She wants things clean. Maybe that's the level of some of these places I've seen in the Hamptons and Westchester. But still, she wants her barn clean, and I appreciate that, and I'm right there with her. I mean, Um, I value the things I have, and part of me valuing them is keeping them clean and tidy and well taken care of. Oh, I'm with you, too. I sweep the barn after other people. When I'm done riding, if I'm the last one at the barn, I don't care. I'm cleaning all of the tax stalls out because I... I really can't stand a dirty barn. Same. And things like laying around. And and I will not say that I grew up with a family that kept the barn super cleanly. And I'm constantly walking around picking up my father's coffee cups. And I know he's not going to listen to this, so it's okay. But no peanut shells. (laughs) But no peanut shells. (laughs) Yeah. Coffee cups and wrappers of candy and what have you. And yeah, I can't. No. I need organization. Like, this is where the polar wraps go, and this is where the bridles hang, and this is where my harness is or my saddle. And yeah, so I feel like it's probably a personality thing with me too. Like, but I have gotten worse with age. I like, think I've gotten worse too. Much more orderly. I know we both um, love Marie Kondo. Yes, love her. <laughs> love her. Yeah, subscribe. Maybe I can her. have her come work at the barn. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. But growing up, I had, um, I kept my horse at home. My parents had a bank barn, mm-hmm. so that was really hard to keep clean. Yeah. And I had sheep and hogs, rabbits. I mean, there was lots of different species of animals in there. I don't think it was messy, but it's definitely not to the level I am now. And my kids have started, my two boys have started riding, so now they share a cubby with me, oh. and they have their own little bin, and then their saddle pad and their helmets go on top of the bin, and they have a little section to my cubby, Granted, I've already taken over two shelves. I'm encroaching on taking over the third shelf for one horse. <laughs> but I'm like, well, if it's empty, you know, I have lots of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I have definitely instilled that on them. I want my cubby clean. You are more than welcome to keep your things in my cubby, but it shall be clean. Oh, you're lucky. I may have at one point shared a tack trunk with a child and – Nothing was ever put back in the same spot, which at this point in my life drives me nuts. 
We don't have time for it. I mean, that's what it comes down to. True. We don't have time to be looking for things and to be frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly how I've like changed everything in my house too. Like it's got to be like efficient. And I mean, I've gotten to the point where like at night I'm setting up my clothes for the next morning so that when I get up to go to the gym, I'm going to get up and go to the gym because it's all organized and ready to go. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but I also don't have children. Yeah. So I think my life might be a little bit different than a lot of people's. <laughs> but I do try to, I keep my kids' closets fairly organized. I do the, the, the most recently laundered shirt goes to the back. Pick something from the front. That way you're not wearing the same shirt every day, which drives me nuts. <laughs> so they're pretty good. Um, not that go with the gym. I, again, I do yoga, Pilates, and I do it at night. So I usually come home and I grab whatever pair of pants, head off to yoga or to Pilates. Uh, yeah, still, still probably organized. It's organized. I mean, my yeah. my closet's definitely organized. I have my yeah. my riding pants. I have my work jeans. Yeah. I have my workout pants. And I have my fun jeans. Yeah. and then I have the miscellaneous pants. <laughs> yep, yep, same here. So. So you went away on vacation last week, so we skipped a week. I did, yes. I was in Lake Placid last week. Obviously, COVID still happening. We really needed to get away for a few days. So we went to Lake Placid. We went skiing. I am definitely not as skilled at skiing as I am at riding. <laughs> went down a couple times. Oh. But and it was freezing, but it was fun. Uh, we also went on a dog sled ride. Oh, that's super fun. It was fun. very fun. Cool. And we did uh, some tobogganing. Nice. So it's good, good little yeah. family getaway. But yeah. yeah, so we we missed a week here since since I was away. Yeah, but we'll catch up. <laughs> so yeah, so we're on to episode four now. Um, do you want to start with paddocks? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about some barn design and paddock design from the outside in. So to me, paddocks are hugely important. And again, I realize being up here in Orange County. I think we're a little spoiled if you look at the, a lot of the farms on Long Island, for example, yeah. or even Westchester. Uh, land, although expensive, not quite as expensive up here. So a lot of the farms do have more acreage. Yes. My horse has, has a beautiful paddock. She shares it with one other mare. It's awesome. I know other people don't have the luxury of having large paddocks. Yeah, and I think that it really depends on the level of horses that people have at barns, whether they want giant paddocks, whether it's going to be group turnout or individual. Um, I know where I'm riding right now, they kind of have a nice mix of smaller paddocks so that horses can go out individually. But also they have some big fields where if people are okay with a group turnout situation, that they'll do that. And I love small group turnout. Again, I have an older horse not super worried about her. She doesn't, she's not at the top of the order. She's not at the bottom usually. I don't love horses being turned out by themselves. However, I do understand many of these horses are super expensive. They don't want them to get injured. Obviously, we have a stallion. That's a special case. Again, I don't love it, but I understand why people do it. Yeah, and I come from the breeding background where we definitely like to have group turnout. I mean, they put it probably between... 15 and 20 babies out together from the time that they're weanlings till they're yearlings. And, you know, I think that they learn to socialize better when, when they're all out Agreed. together. Yeah, I think it's very important for foals. Um, yeah, I would agree there. So we have the big paddocks. Uh, earlier we were talking about you had worked at a standard bred breeding operation yeah. up here in the Hudson Valley. So tell me a little bit about what those paddocks were like. So I had never I had never really experienced this before. Yeah, so most of the fields have a shed in it. And the shed is where they feed the yearlings and they'll do vet work. So the sheds are designed where they have at least one room on the end of it, usually with like two doors in it, so that they can be shuttled in. So what they'll do is they'll have the big field and then the shed itself will be fenced in so that they can stay corralled in the shed. So sometimes if the vet's coming or the farrier's coming, they don't want them necessarily locked inside the shed because that's a lot of horses in one spot confined. You right, know, then you're fighting. definitely getting someone kicked. Yeah, somebody's getting kicked and they're fighting. So so they'll have like um, the, the shed itself fenced and then they'll have like some smaller 
fenced area where they can like shuttle them into and then that can shuttle them into the room so that whatever needs to happen that farrier you know health checks whatever can go on and then they can get let right back out into the shed i think that's awesome i i yeah. never I, I again i've the breeding farm i worked at was a much smaller operation it was a research farm that did some breeding so much much smaller scale uh, so we didn't have anything like that. That seems like it works really well for that type of operation now. Yeah, and when you have to do hundreds of horses, something, anything to hundreds of horses, you have to be efficient in the way that you sure. do it, right? So like even some of the sheds, you're able to lock them in so you can have the horses that haven't been attended to kind of locked outside of the shed and then you can funnel them through the rooms and then go into the shed or you can lock them in the shed, funnel them into the room, do what you have to do and then kick them out so that you know you gotcha. keep the two groups separate. So you know who's been, you know, attended to. And right. Who, who else Vaccinated or yeah, whatever. Exactly. So it makes it like a really efficient way to move horses around when you have things to do. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Another thing at the breeding farm that I saw a lot of was double fencing because we wanted to keep, in case there were stallions out next to mares or something like that, we'd we'd have double fencing, which I think is probably a good idea in a lot of places because when you have shared fencing, there's a lot of fighting that could go right. on. Right. I'm sure that there's a lot more expense to double fencing, but again, if you're dealing with broken leg mare being bred by accident, something yeah. like that, it's probably worth the money. Yeah. And, and actually for like shipping overseas, we did some quarantine and they made you have like a perimeter fence around the area on the farm that was for quarantine. Oh, really? And then like fencing on the inside and there definitely had to be like double fencing in between. Wow. Because we'd ship stallions. Okay. And, and that was one of the requirements. Yeah, there's definitely some nice things too. I know at our farm, we have just the walkways. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no, horses aren't sharing a fence line. Yeah, yeah. There's fence space. Again, it looks nice. Like it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It has to be mowed. Yeah, maintenance. So there's yeah. that. It either has to be weed whacked or they did leave enough space where you could just take a riding mower and you can do that. But again, in the summer, that potentially is a lot of work. Yeah. But it does look nice and then you don't have that issue. So I guess there's give and take there yeah. both ways. Well, I was at a boarded at a place where they had like little paddocks off of each stall. So at one of the barns um, on the property. Okay. And it, it always seemed like it was like a really great idea. But then when you started like turning horses, letting horses go out of their stalls, if they didn't like the horse next door, then there was like fighting over the fence. And I think it's great potentially for your own herd of horses and you can manage that yourself but when you have a bunch of different borders in there you know everybody's squabbling about whose horse gets to get turned out when and you know shutting other people's horses in when their horse is out and you know if they get along it's fine but horses even if they get along they don't always get along right and right so feed time comes around and they're not locked in and you know they're running in and out of the stall trying to fight over the fence because you know you're setting feeds i thought well practically it does doesn't exactly work right it's not double fenced i know alleyways. there's a farm in westchester who had that and it's funny like they, they call them like medical paddocks oh, okay. which i had never heard of before <laughs> moving to new york i'm like why on earth is a medical paddock and i assumed it was more of like a quarantine paddock but it's not um but they had that and they ended up having to actually put rubber mats in the paddock itself because the horses were digging okay. and they were creating divots. Um, I think there were some drainage issues. Yeah. So they actually were putting rubber mats in the additional little paddocks. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of expense there's there. Lots of expense, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I love the idea. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people that do put up medical paddocks that are really small, not attached to any stall or anything, but just so that if they do have a horse that's transitioning from 
stall rest into going out in the paddock. They're not in like a big where they can run around and, right. and jump around and stuff. And generally those type of paddocks end up becoming dry lots, yeah. which from um, a nutritional consultant aspect, I love the idea of a dry lot because yeah. there's so many horses that really shouldn't be out on pasture, but I'm 100% a believer of a horse being out and being able to move around naturally and be a horse. Right. But again, they shouldn't be having the grass. So yeah. if you have a dry lot, that's perfect because we all know that, especially like the little pony devils, can get muzzles <laughs> off. Yes. So I love the idea of a dry lot, yeah. at least having one on your farm that is accessible for horses to be turned out when needed. Yeah. And I am I know some of the bigger show barns, they, you know, they exercise those horses a lot, right? Right. They're lunging, they're riding them, they're lunging them before they ride them. They get a lot of exercise that way. And there's... They're worth so much money that the risk to turn them out is probably not worth it. So they do put them in. I've, I've seen three or four of them next to each other, you know, filled with horses that are just like, you know, rugged up or, yep. you know, with with the fly things on the legs, the fly boots and yep. everything so that they don't run and, you know, get themselves hurt. So. When I was in high school, I had my, it was actually my farrier had uh, quarter horse halter horses oh. and she allowed me to show some of her halter horses which is very nice yes. her halter horses never got turned out oh. ever yeah. never got turned <laughs> out they were nut jobs because they were in their stall all the time I just that was the first time I'd experienced that and I'm like what and it's not like because I know um like when your parents had the horses yes. on the track, they weren't necessarily turned out, right. but they were worked every day. Yes. They were out there using their muscles, getting exercise. They were worked. These halter horses were not getting worked because they're, they're halter horses. Yeah. So who knows if they were even truly sound. Yeah. They weren't getting worked and they weren't getting turned out. Yeah. And that was the first experience I had with that. And I thought, that's not for me. That is... That is just not, it's not for me personally. Yeah. And honestly, right now where we're at with the racehorses, we do have paddocks to turn out and I actually like turning them out. I know it's, you know, a difference of opinion sometimes because, you know, if the horses get in a routine of going outside every day and then you have days that they can't, they drive you nuts in the barn. Right. right? And so we do tend to use it sparingly, but I do think that it does help the racehorse's brains. Yep. You know, standard breads. Okay. I mean, I think thoroughbreds are a different story. Yeah, definitely. You know, turning them out is kind of a nightmare, but the standard breads, I do think that it can refresh them a little bit. So I'm, I like where we're at now where they can get out if we want them to or need them to. I mean, this winter has been hard. It's been hard, right? It's too much snow. Yeah. And, and it's nice because it's kind of, it's on a hill. So if they don't get to go on the track, they can at least go out in the field and run up and down the field and get a little exercise. Right. So I feel like that's. that's yeah, I like that. I like horses, yeah. big horses. But again, I don't have a, I don't have a hundred thousand dollar horse. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> So let's let's move on to indoor arenas and, and talk about like what we like don't like about indoor arenas or what we would build for our indoor arena. So if it was me building a barn with an arena, I would absolutely have the arena attached to the barn. 100%. I want to be able to walk, <laughs> not go through the elements, <laughs> right into my indoor arena. That is what I want. Yeah, I do too because I was riding reining horses for a little while and there was this, this barn where they actually were required to have it detached from the barns. And what a pain. Like yeah, to slept through the the puddles if it's raining or the ice to get there snow. And I was like, yeah, if I had an indoor, it would have to be attached to the barn. I agree. The one thing I do know, I've um I used a horse show at a farm where the stalls were in the indoor. Oh, I and I didn't that. like that. No. I, I found it to be if you're riding, it's very distracting. The horses are neighing, they're eating, people are coming in and out, taking the horses. I didn't like that from a riding standpoint. And I found that um, it seemed very dusty for the horses that lived in the indoor. I can imagine, yeah. I don't, that that I know that I would not do. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that either. Actually, I, I've been to a barn in this area that is, is built like that. And I've thought that like, wow, like very distracting. And also... The wall is very low, and I'm always thinking, well, what if you fall off and a horse jumps out into the 
concrete aisle. Oh yeah, right. Like, this this one didn't have a concrete. This had a dirt aisle. Oh, um, which again, yeah. another thing, I would want a dirt aisle. No, no, very dusty. I would want cement. I believe I think with mats or or, yeah. or you know what I've seen is oh, those bricks, the bricks that are yes. like the rubbery bricks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If we're talking yeah. unlimited budget here, yeah. that's the route I'm going. The rubbery bricks sure. that look yeah. really nice. You sweep them up, but they're yeah. safe. Yes, I 100% would put those down. That they're, where I'm riding right now, they have that in the Iowa. It's, it's lovely. Horses aren't slipping. You don't have to worry about them like going off the side of a mat and and yeah, so, moving the mats and, and cleaning yeah, underneath. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely go that That's route. Definitely what I would like. I also in an indoor arena, one of my pet peeves is the door to go from the barn to the indoor. I really don't like when you can't see in to see if horses are coming. And yeah. I know you're always going to have some kind of obstructed view, but I was at a barn that I thought had a decent solution where the kickboards went all the way around the inside and there was a part of the kickboard was a door. And then from the the barn into the indoor was a big set of sliding doors, but the glass came all the way down so you could see in. So you could see if there was a horse right near the door. And then you could kind of crack it open and figure out if there was somebody coming down the long side or whatever. And you'd still like yell door to open it, but you you would have a better shot of not getting run over or spooking a horse because you could open the door say door, look in, and then you'd have to open the second, the kickboard door to get in the indoor. And I just felt like that was like the the best place that I've been because the yelling door and not being able to see, I mean, I really almost got creamed a couple of weeks ago and they have windows in the door. They're just too tall. For yeah. Like someone wasn't thinking, through, you know, so. us vertically challenged people, uh, <laughs> it's not working out. I mean, you'd have to be Probably seven feet tall. Oh, so unless you're LeBron, yeah, you're, you're not seeing. You're not seeing it. So yeah, and uh, so I'm I'll the same that. way. I would definitely do. Um, I like having the kickboards. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I've been in indoors where you can still shut a big door, yes. or you can leave it open depending on the weather. Right. But yeah, you walk in and there's a space there, so you're in the indoor, but you're not in the ring yet, yes. and you have a little time and space to go in. I agree. I would, I prefer that. Our bar definitely is, although we do have windows, um, they are normal. I mean, I just have to go on my tippy toes a little bit, yeah. but I can see in, but you can't see every single corner. Yeah. Now, granted, if you have two brain cells and you know a horse is in there and you can't see it, you're like, well, they're in one, this corner or this corner. So you know to wait. But yes, I, it would be nice if you could walk in and then have to worry about getting, getting into, into the, the ring. ring. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, at the barn I'm at right now well it's it's lovely to look at and it's really nice in the summer because there's a lot of airflow they have windows all over the indoor arena and it's at the height where horses can see out of it when they're going around so during the day especially when they can see things going on outside guys moving trash or people driving tractors or when a car goes by like I find that it's pretty spooky for a lot of horses yeah you know especially the end that is not where the viewing rooms are and people from like the lower barn are coming in and they're opening the doors and closing the doors on like the horses can like sense that another horse is coming or they see them in the window. And, and so I, I find it a little bit distracting and while I appreciate it and I think it's beautiful and I think that there's lovely, there's a lot of natural light and tons of natural light. And today it was really warm in there. Like it was lovely warm in there. Um, I do think that it's like, I'm not sure that I would design my own facility like that because I feel like the horses are just so distracted. Right. Everything that's going on. I think, and again, Obviously, if I was actually building my own indoor, I'd take a lot of notes and, and talk to a lot of different people. But just from once I've been in, just talking about looks, I think that I would want more of the, the windows up towards the top of the roof. Yes. Have the windows up there, and then I would love to have mirrors. I, yeah. Where I currently ride does not have mirrors, and that's something, especially doing dressage. Right. And 
I was kidding with my trainer today. I've been taking yoga and I've been doing Pilates and everyone loves to point out that my right side is much different than my left. And now it's just becoming a recurring theme in my life. And then I ride and they're like, what to the right? I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I messed up to the right. I understand. Um, But it'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to look in the mirror and see. I feel it, but I would like to see how bad it is. Well, and when you're going around practicing yourself, wouldn't it be nice to be able to be like, oh yeah, now I can see it. Like, right. oh, you, you catch yourself in the mirror and you fix it. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> you just would. And I think that's the theory behind them. I mean, a lot of dressage places have it, especially in Wellington. I mean, you drive by, they have outdoor mirrors. I've seen those, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Very jealous. So yeah, yeah so I do that. I, I think that's, the way and we could I think footing is a whole and I don't know a lot about footing yeah I think that's a whole other episode yeah, definitely I agree. <laughs> um, I agree how about how about the viewing room viewing room so currently our barn viewing room is upstairs so you go up the stairs and then you can look out over the entire indoor mm-hmm. I, I mean I love that we have a viewing room and my trainer has worked on getting it a little bit set up where there's a couch and there's some chairs and there's a little desk now, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. People could come and they can work while their child's riding or spouse or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, there's a bathroom up there. So that's very nice. I have seen some absolutely ridiculous viewing rooms. Oh, yeah. Again, unlimited budget in my dreams when I win the lottery that I don't actually play. <laughs> I would definitely have, I think at least of some sort of viewing area that's on the main level so that you're kind of eye level with the riders and then having one upstairs. And honestly, I would put a gym in there. I'd put a bar in there. I'd have my Peloton, (laughs) maybe a juice bar. I don't know. Oh yeah. You know, sky's the limit here, but I would like both. I would like the option of being able to see eye level and also seeing from above. Yeah. So where I'm at right now, they have that, which is really nice. And there is like a bar upstairs and they have a little kitchenette and then downstairs is eye level. Sometimes I find the lower one a little distracting, you know, if it's full of people or it's not really full right right now because of COVID, but like if it were full of people, but sometimes there's kids in there, you know, moving chairs around. And so I think the horses get used to it pretty easily, but yeah, um, I like that having the two, the two, the choice, the two levels. I think my only downfall would be if I had a bar, and a coffee maker, and a couch, and my, I, I, well, why would I leave? There'd be, there'd be no reason to leave. Bring the kids over. Yeah, why would I leave? You know what? When I rode in South Carolina at the barn for the equestrian team, the first barn that we were at, they had their house above the barn really and it was beautiful like the, the house was so beautiful it wasn't just an apartment it was like a house a house he was a builder and it was a house above the barn which was really there's cool. a barn local to here i was at and we had a we were we were talking about feed so we had a meeting and it was a viewing room but then it was a kitchen and i had a beautiful long island and you could have like barn dinners there. Oh, wow. So they had the fridge and they had, you know, it was, it, it was beautiful. I mean, it was a beautiful kitchen, but it was set up so that you could have meetings. So I went up there. We were all chatting about feed, but you could have barn dinners there. I'm like, how awesome is that? That is cool. To, Do you know that I saw an episode that Martha Stewart was doing and she has a kitchen in her barn? Does she? Um, yes. Martha, of yes. course. She has a kitchen in her barn. Again, unlimited budget. We could hire Martha. <laughs> Martha could come and cook. Yeah, I mean, we this could we, this is yeah. turning out to be amazing in my yeah. dreams. She was doing like Thanksgiving in her barn, and she was like, talking. "Why wouldn't you? I would do Thanksgiving <laughs> in my barn too." If it was like that, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that'd be a fun. I mean, I love my barn family, and I think that that would be super awesome to lo- once a month have a barn. Dinner. Have a barn dinner, yeah, and have the place to do it. Yeah, yeah. we have a nice kitchen at our barn. But I kind of tend to like the bar yeah. <laughs> upstairs in the upstairs viewing room. Like we kind of sneak up there and that's what we'll, we'll watch and have lunch or whatever. Right. So, yeah, that's fun. How about um, manure removal in a barn? Oh, so we're going from the kitchen yeah. <laughs> to the bathroom. To the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've done some work. I mean, I've been at lots of different barns. I've seen them 
uh, the barn in Maryland I worked at used to have um, uh, like a four-wheeler, yeah. and then they would take muck tubs and they'd put them on the back of the four-wheeler, yeah. wheel it away, do it that way. I've seen also where, um, you know, if you have the four-wheeler has the dump truck bed yeah. itself, yeah. you can just dump right in. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's the wheelbarrows. Right. I think just I've seen those a lot. Yeah. Again, I was at a farm once where you had – they would put it on the back of a dump truck – and then they had the ramp. Yeah. And you'd have to wheel the poop up the oh, ramp. And of course, that's always that fine line of like, you want to fill the wheelbarrow right. because you want to do less trips. <laughs> but then I'm 5'4", and I was much thinner then. And there's that fine line of, it's full, but now it's too full. Well, and I can't get up there. Yeah. Or it's going to come back on me. Yeah. Super annoying. I've also been where you just go and you they have a, like either a dumpster or it's yeah. just a pit. And you go and you dump from above. That's fine. That works for me. Um, Have you seen the conveyor in the bottom, like around the bottom? Almost like um, I've seen them in dairy farms. In the dairy farm, yeah. So there's a barn upstate that actually I saw where they had it. But I mean, I feel like that could be a lot of maintenance, right? Like, I mean, they're hard in cow barns. They get frozen. They get stuck. If right. Manure. If it's not cleaned out properly, if it's not cycled through. I mean, in theory, I feel like it. You know, people think that it would save you time and effort, but I think. Are they in tie stalls so that they're pooping and how's that work? No. Well, this one was actually stalled and there was like a chute in the back. I think that they, they put it down. So you still manually need someone to go in and then they just. Yeah. I was at a barn too where they had like a. Like a poop vacuum. Oh. <laughs> and they would vacuum. But I'm like, I don't know how you do the pee spot. Are you just yeah. vacuum the pee spots too? Maybe. I'm not really sure oh. how that worked. Oh, that's interesting. And then there's, and then again, this is probably a different episode. Then there's, do you do sawdust? Do you do shavings? Mm-hmm. Do you do the pelleted bedding? Peat moss. Peat moss, corn cobs. Oh, yeah. Um, paper. Yep. I know uh, place that did paper. Straw? Yeah, straw. Exactly. Breeding farms do straw. Yeah. And actually, when I was at the breeding farm, the way they clean stalls, there were a couple of different ways, but um, some of the barns, they would just toss it out into the aisle and have a tractor come through and pick it up and put it in a dump truck. Um, some of the barns, they would have the tractor with a manure spreader and you just pitched it right in there and go through. And I mean, you're cleaning 30 stalls in the barn, so you have to be efficient and right. quickly. So it's way easier than wheeling wheelbarrows somewhere and dumping it and having to come back. Like you just pitch it in and away you go. It's interesting too about the having worked at different farms and, and boarded and rode at different farms, people's thoughts on efficiency are much different. Definitely. I've seen yeah. where they like bank the shavings or the sawdust up against the wall. And then I had a lady who she would say, you'd pick up your fork, your pitchfork full of shavings, poop, whatever. And you toss it against the wall and then the poop would roll down and the shavings would stay. And then you just remove the poop. I was not a big fan of that. I didn't think that was very efficient, honestly, but that's how she wanted it done. Um, I'm definitely one for, cleaning but not stripping the stall every day yeah and my barn i think uses an appropriate amount of shavings yeah. but it's not the couple inches deep right and it's not they don't use the big flakes right yeah. i think a lot of that can be kind of wasteful i'm yeah. like unless you have a special needs horse that right. really needs um extra cushioning I, I think that's a lot of waste to be banking and yes making stalls a couple inches deep of yeah of shavings we we usually only bank if the horses tend to get stuck on the wall. Yeah, they're going to get cast. Yeah, cast, and and so then we'll bank a stall. Um, but yeah, I know definitely people's idea of efficiency is way different. Way <laughs> different. Very different. Um, I know you mentioned a tie stall before. Uh, how do you feel about those? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. No. I, there was a farm I used to go to out in the Hamptons, and again, their horses were turned out, so it wasn't like this was their. But at night, they'd come in and they had these tie stalls. Yeah. Um, or, uh, you know, we've called them straight stalls. Yeah. I know. I, to me, I want a horse, even at night, even if they're out most of the day, I want my horse to be able to turn around, to lay down. Yeah. 
I, I wanted to have luxury, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, they've been used for years, right? Right, years and years. I mean, there's a stable that I used to ride at um, up near Syracuse, and all their lesson horses lived in straight stalls, and they'd come in at night, troop in, go to their stall, names in the plaque over the top, and then, you know, they would probably get turned out during the good weather and go right back out, but, you know, sometimes they'd have to stay in overnight. Um and just stand. And I was telling you before about the Syracuse fairgrounds. If you show up there, they still, in their equine barn, they still have straight stalls in them. And there used to be, I think, a section around the outside where, like, when they'd have the, the state fair show and they have all breeds, they would have the Percherons and Clydesdales and, and they would use the driving horses, yeah, the plow the horses. horses. Yeah, they would use those straight stalls for a lot of them. And again, I don't think I mind so much if a horse is coming in, they're going to eat there. Maybe you're going to just leave them there because they're going to get tacked up for a lesson. I don't think I mind it for short periods of right. time. I wouldn't want my horse to live in that kind of situation, though. Yeah. That's not something I like my. 12 by 12 stall where she could have the option of moving around, looking out the window and kind of doing as she pleases. Right. I mean, I, I definitely think a 12 by 12 stall is a good size stall. We have some stalls right now that can be a little small, especially for big horses. When you get smaller than 12 by 12, you better have ponies living in them. And I've seen the, I've even seen smaller, but I've seen the 10 by 10 pony stalls. If you have a pony, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. Yeah. If you have a horse in a ten by ten stall, or even even a ten by twelve, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love it. Again, if we're gonna be picky here, I'm not building a barn with stalls because even for a pony, I'd rather a pony have a bigger stall, yeah, than build stalls for ponies and then not end up having ponies or having to put a horse in there. Yeah, where well, the barn I'm at right now, they have on the end of their barn. They have four, on each end, they have two big stalls. So it's a total of four in the barn. And they are like 14 by 16 size. So like the broodmare stalls? Well, I mean, they could be, but they use, you know, they have a lot of big warm bloods coming in and out of there. So that was the idea behind it was if they have something that's like a 17-2 or, you know, 18-hand horse that they would be able to chuck them in one of those big stalls. They do cost more. And I always am joking around with my, like, 14 hand pony and I'm like oh she's going that stall <laughs> that's definitely the stall for her I'm like wait a minute how many am I allowed to put in the stall like because I could maybe save on board by putting one stall and right. two ponies in one stall there you right? go <laughs> we used to do that I worked at a therapeutic riding center and they would put a pony and a mini in together yeah. they were buddies and I mean the mini didn't take up much room and the stall was appropriately big enough yeah. but yep they put them in together yeah, I mean, growing up, we put plenty of ponies in double stalls. Yeah. Because we always had more ponies than stalls. I mean, I like the idea if you ever think you're going to have a big horse or, you know, full out a broodmare, I like the idea where you have the um, the partition of the stall can be yeah. removed. Yes. And you can make it a large yeah. stall and then make them back into regular size stalls. Yeah, it's always nice to have a big stall for falling out in. Yeah. Because, you know, just moving around and everything can be so tough. Do you like Dutch doors or bars, gates, yokes? Like, what do you think you'd put in? So I definitely like Dutch doors. I think I'd probably do the yoke. I think I'd go, I like my horse to be able to put its head out into the aisle way. I like it to be able to see around. I don't like it to be super confined. So I think that's, I also like the look of it. Just So I think... Horses like that better, yeah. And I personally like the look of it. I think it's a nice, sliding, classy look. Sliding or swing door, though. I so I'm used to sliding doors, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to say sliding door. Yeah, yeah. I think I go with the sliding yeah. door. I feel like again, I've an eight year old and a ten year old. I'd be worried about them leaving doors open. Right. What if a horse gets loose? It comes yeah. running in, yeah. or even a dog, or something. yeah. I think I'd go with the sliding doors. I like the sliding door because I think that the the swing doors they get in the aisle way. Nobody closes them right. Yeah, you can catch a hip, and I mean you can do that on a sliding door technically too. But I've seen them where they have bars on the sliding door. It's like just bars, and then the yoke is removable. So I've seen it too. Yeah, and I I like that because if you have a horse that you don't want 
coming out into the right aisle. the pain in the butt horse yeah it's gonna, gonna nip somebody. everyone that's yeah. going by yeah so i i like that and i also like the dutch doors on the outside yes me too you know i feel like for safety i mean my we've had a barn fire so I was there. You were, I was there. <laughs> you saved our Like, I love, I would have loved to have a Dutch door on the outside of those stalls instead of having yeah. to have them, like, run Let me tell you, it was a wee bit scary running into that fire. Yeah. Even with, you know, it wasn't, it's more of a shed row type barn, so you're not, but I tell yes. you, it was hot, and it was smoky, and it was terrifying. Yes. Yeah. I, I hope nobody ever has to go through something like that. It took me a long time to sleep after that. Ironically, that came up the other day. I don't know how it came up, but it came up the other day. And I said to someone, I forgot, we were talking about something and how people always say, oh, I would do this or I would do that. But the reality is you don't know. I was always the person who said, I would never run into a burning barn. (laughs) And as much as I love horses, I know myself. And I'm like, I would never do that. And I never thought I'd have to make that decision. Honestly, turns out... I did the opposite. Yeah. Turns out I ran into the burning barn to get the horses out. Yeah. But I would always, if you would ask me, I said, no, I would never do that. I would be terrified. Yeah. Fire scares me and I would never do it. So I went the opposite. And I guess that's better. I, yeah. I thought I was being honest <laughs> and I went the, you know, more ethical route or yeah. whatever. Um, luckily no one got hurt. Well, I know, we were, no one was seriously we were, hurt. Yeah. We were, we were super fortunate. We didn't lose any horses. We didn't lose any, hardly any equipment some bags of hay cubes and you know so yeah it was a very fortunate situation but for me having that dutch door on the backside, i feel like just gives you a better shot right right just to be able to and again we had townspeople there who weren't yeah. horse people yeah. and trying to in panic mode teach someone how to walk a horse that is potentially a two or three year old colt yes. that's rearing and bucking yeah it was. I mean, I can't. The images I still have in my mind are more at this point are more like a movie, right? Because of just it was so surreal. Yeah. Um. And again, the other problem was, I think at a lot of farms, I agree with the Dutch door because you can open it. Ideally, the horse runs. I know we all say like there's the horses who won't leave the barn. Right. Um. The problem was in that scenario. Obviously, if you let them loose and they're running through town, through, through the middle of Goshen. But again, that's I yeah. say that's not the norm, right? Most right. barns aren't yeah. in town. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of fires, again, if I was building my own barn, I would not have the hayloft in the barn. No, I would have the hayloft separate from the barn. And I know that that wasn't the cause of that fire, right? But I would definitely have the hayloft removed from the barn. Yeah. Because there's just too much risk. With too hay. much. Yeah. I mean, we all know it's flammable. Then you have cobwebs in there. You have dust. Yeah. You get mold. It's hard to get your electric. Yes. To make sure that's updated, not getting eaten by mice. Yeah. I agree. I think that I would have it in a separate location. And I know it's nice. I know at my barn, they'll drop the hay right. from the loft into the hay racks. Uh, again, I also wouldn't use hay racks. I would feed off the ground Yeah. if it were me. So I get it. It's, there's some nicety there, but again, if we're ideal world here, I'm putting the hay in some sort of separate building. Yeah. And I know some people talk about, oh, well, it keeps the barn warmer and, and things like that, but is the risk really worth, you know, the, the cost of an extra blanket? Right. Or, you know, I think like no, personally. Doors? I, I think no. I'm insulate yeah. your barn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, to some degree, you want airflow anyway, right? Right. So, uh, you know, one of the barns around here that has a racetrack, they have very high open barns. It's cold in the winter, but it's really good airflow for the horses. Right. You know, they're going to have less respiratory issues. And I think that's the fine line of making a barn the way us humans want it and to meet our needs. And I think a lot of people fall short on what does the horse actually need in one. Right. Because, again, ventilation, yes. huge. Yeah. You need airflow. They need clean air. Um, again, horses don't mind the cold as much as we do. Right. So we want it all nice and warm and toasty. They're hot. Yeah. They don't need that. They don't need it. They don't. They need the airflow. So I agree. I agree. And also, while we're talking about fire hazards and, and things like that, how about, like, the fans? Like, wouldn't you put fans in every stall? Absolutely. Instead of doing... Boxes. I, again, I, I still want the outlets at every stall. Yeah. Oh, if you want yeah. to clip quick 
or I, I, there's probably a million things you could do with the outlets. I would like the outlet, but yes, I would have the fan installed above the stall. Yeah, I agree. Or I've seen them where they're mounted. Mm-hmm. So on the corner of the stall, they're mounted. They're kind of face down towards the horse. Right. But it's not a box fan. They're yeah. like an industrial That's type it. fan. Yeah. They look nice. Right. But I think they're a little bit safer yeah. because they're they're hardwired in. I think it's a safer route to go. Yeah. And, and also promoting the airflow. Right. It's so, so important. And again, we're here in New York, but it is hot in the summer. Yeah. It's hot. It, it, we definitely need more airflow. Um, I... I know that there's a lot of controversy over automatic waters yes. or buckets. You know, like so you filled me in on something that I didn't know. Yeah. Talking, you know, if people ask me about nutrition, obviously water is so absolutely important, right? I mean water above anything. Um we do buckets at our barn, which is fine. And again, I use those little bucket cozies we talked yeah. about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so that my buckets don't freeze. Uh I always thought it'd be nice to have an automatic water because you're not, again, breaking ice. You're not having to clean them. I mean, you're cleaning them, but not as much as yeah. a bucket. But I always worried about, well, how much is my horse drinking? Right, right. And I mean, I think that, well, with the barn that we're at, they have automatic waters that actually measure the water. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't yeah, know that existed. It's, it's super cool. Um, so you can go in and check and make sure that your horse is drinking, the horses are drinking. If, you know, something seems off, at least they have an idea if the horse has been drinking water. So I think that's a great idea. And if I think I'm going to do the automatic waters, it would have to be with that gauge that on That type, it. yes. Yeah, because I also want to know how much my horses are drinking, right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's hard enough because if you have different grooms and different people People working on different horses and they're dumping buckets different days and you know they they might not know you know there's 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 room for error in both of them right but i think that if there is an automatic water that has a gauge on it yeah i'm gonna do that are they also like smart waters like can you check is there an app on your phone you could check because if not oh, they need really, to do that yeah that'd be really cool i don't know because I, I would definitely be checking yeah. on my app and they could also tell your vet like yeah. normally they drink 10 gallons a day, and today they drank five. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. If that if company's listening, you need to do that if you don't already. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and we went over hay, we went over water. Obviously, being a feed rep, I see this all the time, and I hear it from my feed stores. People put their feed rooms in the middle of the barn. <laughs> it drives your feed store crazy. Yes. Put your feed room on the end so that when they come up with their truck, they can easily unload it and put it right in your feed room. They do not want to take it halfway down the aisle. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and I know, I, I don't know of a barn. Even in the race barn, where we have kind of an open concept for our feed room, it's still in the middle of the barn. <laughs> and, and why? Like, Because the barn's fairly, I mean, yes, we make beet pulp-based feeds. that yeah. they get, um, They'll get a little bit bricked in the winter mm-hmm. when it's super cold. Um, but again, they're going to be bricked whether they're in the middle or the outside. I mean, there's not that much of a temperature change. And again, I don't, I wouldn't worry about it getting overly hot being on the end. Cause again, if we have good airflow insulation, I think we're good. Well, I mean, I'm putting an air conditioner in mine. <laughs> yeah. Like if it, if I'm building my own and I have unlimited Yeah, make funds, it climate control. Climate control. Oh, then no bricking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can stop calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, people put their feed room or even like my barn. And again, the owners of our barn did design it. Mm-hmm. Feed is stored in the loft. Oh, wow. So you have these narrow stairs. So they have the feed room is downstairs, but right. there's no storage really there. So if you're buying for one or two weeks at a time and you have that many horses, the rest of the feed has to be stored upstairs, up these narrow stairs. Oh, it's annoying. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Like, no, don't yeah. do that to your feed wrap yeah. or to your feed store. Yeah. Don't do that. Make it convenient. Make it convenient. And then you yeah. can have, um, and I do love too, I've seen a lot of feed rooms where it's all organized and they either have their smart pack bins yeah. and everything's labeled. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think where we're at, they have these, like the one whole wall has a place for you to like open up and dump in the bin, like each different section for different feeds and stuff like okay. that, which is, which is nice. Like it's a whole wall of it. So you can keep things separate and, and kind of dump them out of the bag. So you're not feeding out of a bag. Right. You know. And then too, if you're keeping it where you can keep rodents out, um, right. I mean, some people have issues with bears or other animals. <laughs> Keep all those animals out. I know some people too will like lock their feed room, yeah. depending on what kind of issues yeah. they have. 
Um, so then, so talk about the feed room, and the thing that I would fancy up is the tack room. Yeah, oh, definitely. The one thing I, we were talking about earlier was, like, washing. Tack, yes. Like, cleaning tack, right? I love having a sink in there. I absolutely love having a sink. Um, but I think that the hooks are such a pain in the butt. Like, tack hooks are useful, but half the time I'm grabbing it off the tack hook because the tack hook is swinging around yeah. on me. So I just take it off and do it in my hand anyway. Right. So, and I also would never put them over the top of the saddle rack that I'm trying to clean off. And I feel like that's pretty commonplace to do that. You yes. have your, whether it's a rack or like with a little wooden. Yeah. Like, saddle stand. Yeah. 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 And it's it's, it's the... always over the bridle rack. It's always over the saddle rack. And I'm like, but I'm trying to, so I have to clean my saddle before I clean my bridle because I'll be dripping my bridle stuff down onto the right. saddle. Right. I often right? will move my saddle to a different rack <laughs> yeah. and then I clean my bridle and I put it away. I feel like there has to be a better there has to be yeah. a better method here. There has to be a better design. Definitely. We, we got to think on that one. Yeah. Also, you know, my barn has the grooming stalls and two of them are dedicated wash stalls yeah. to our grooming stalls. I would absolutely have a dedicated wash stall with the heat lamps. Because oh, even today, um, because it's open, so there's like a the center divider. Yeah. Even today, I had my blankets over there. My trainers said, oh, you should probably move your blankets because they're going to get wet. Because right. you can't help. I mean, spray goes everywhere. What are you going to do? And even then, I gave my horse a bath because it was 40-some degrees here in New York today. <laughs> so I gave her a bath, and I had hung my coat on the, the tack yeah. My coat got wet. Yeah. My saddle got wet. From myself. From myself. Right, right. And I'm like, what? It's so annoying. Yeah. So if I had my own way, absolutely would have one of the wash stalls. I'd probably try and do like maybe the white cement so it was nice and bright. Yeah. Some of them are really dark and yeah. horses don't like going in there. Yeah. But I'd have it so that we could go in and then there was the heat lamps and my yeah. horse could be nice and toasty and, and yeah. dry. The heat lamps are nice. And I like when they put the hose so that it kind of like – Swing yes, on the arm. like a car wash. Yeah, exactly, the car wash arm because you can get both sides and yeah. And you know what? I always thought the horses might be a little funny about it, but most of them don't even they care. Don't care. They don't care about it, you know? Like it's almost worse at the racehorse barn. We do have dedicated wash stalls, but you kind of have to drag the hose around it and then you're they're like, ah, right. <laughs> and my horse doesn't care about the hose, but then she steps on it. Yeah. And like, and can you, can you get off the hose? Please get off the hose. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go back around, and then can you get off the hose on this side? Yeah. I swear she does it on purpose, I swear. So, um, oh, yeah, they all She's definitely it. like, I, yeah, I'm good here. Yeah. So, yeah, so where I'm at right now, they do have the heat lamps, and then they do have the car wash arm for the hose. Which yeah, is, I think that's nice. nice. And, and sometimes we tack up in them because there's so I many I mean, you can. Horses. It's nice. Right. But it's dedicated. If someone wants to wash, yeah, they get priority. And and listen, I mean, I've been the victim of leaving my junk there, and then somebody washing a horse and not realizing my junk was there, right? And it getting wet. So you know, it would be nice if I could just tack up and have my tack in one spot, and then like across the aisle is the wash stall. So when I come in, I can take my halter from my tack up stall and put it right across the aisle to the wash stall, and then I'm not getting everything wet, right? Yeah, in our dreams. Yeah, oh, I know. Do you like cubbies or do you like um, tack trunks or? So in our current, bar- in my current barn where I ride, I have the cubby that I share with my children. Uh, some people got like really nice tack trunks this year. Mm-hmm. I opted not to go that route. You know, I have enough expenses, so I didn't. I didn't get one. The annoying thing was they look nice. I think they're overall pretty spacious. But they're on the outside of a door that we keep closed for winter time. So if you want to get an attack trunk, you're yeah. opening and shutting and opening and shutting. So I like the cubby for the current situation of our barn right. because I don't have to open the door. I can just walk over to the cubby, grab what I need to grab, come back. I think cubbies are nice. I've seen different like locker style. Right. I've seen ones that you can put padlocks on or lock or they have the lock built in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I preference for. It's a bench, and then you, like, open it and put your stuff down into it. I mean, I think you can get things lost in it, but, you know, it's multi-purpose, so that's kind of nice, too. It would be nice if, like, sometimes I will wear different boots or want to change. Then you have a built-in little bench. Yeah. You could sit, put your shoes right in there instead of having shoes. We have a lot of high school girls 
and boys, but more high school girls who come and they come right from school. Yeah. They change and they try to be good. I think they try to be good, but right. then their stuff's all over the tack room. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So a little like bench. Like this is your spot. Put yeah. your shoes in there. Put it in there. Yeah. I like trunks too, but you know, if the aisles aren't wide enough and you can't like, like where we were at one point, they'd drive a tractor down. So then like at your barn, they'd have to be in like another section. Right. And then that was like a tack up stall that we took up with the trunks. So then we really couldn't tack in that stall anymore. Um, and so I don't know, like I like trunks, but like we've kind of done away with them even at the racetrack now. Yeah. Just hang the equipment that we need outside in a certain spot and you know, that's it is what it is and again i think i've seen them where they do look nice in the aisle way yeah. again if you have cross ties in the aisle way yeah. i think they could be in the way they could get kicked people people like to put their junk on top of them yeah so i don't know i mean my barn likes to keep a clean aisle way and we don't tack in the aisle way right. which i do like because when you are i've been at other barns where you do tack in the aisle way and then it's either horses are going under the cross ties, you have to move them over, someone doesn't like someone, and then you have to move completely. I definitely like the dedicated cross tie area for grooming, washing, that sort of thing. In our lower barn, we do have some cross ties, but there's a lot less stalls down there. So it's really not an issue with the few borders down there. Right. it would definitely be an issue up top, but they don't have the cross ties in the aisle, and I, I definitely prefer that. Yeah, so at the race barn, we have cross ties in the aisle, but we never use them because when you're coming in and out with horses, and our horses are hooked to the cart, so going in and out of the barn. So, you know, you'd have too much traffic if you had horses hanging on the cross ties. So we actually have cross ties in all the stalls, and then we just get them ready in there. That can be a pain. You know, you've got horses that are a little territorial sometimes. And and I don't know if you had, um, like, at a riding horse barn where you have so many people who are inexperienced coming in. I don't know. Wouldn't work super well. Wouldn't work very well. But, like, for the racehorses, that works the best for us so that everybody's kind of out of the aisle, not in each other's way. And, you know, like, the horses know the routine. Right. Right. And they're standard bred. So they're like, oh, okay, we'll do whatever you want. Um, and I know at the thoroughbred track, I mean, they, they don't cross tie them at all. Actually. I think they just put them on one tie in the stall, right? They do. Yeah. Cause I've stall. been through and I know when I'm doing a farm call at the track, you always have to be very careful <laughs> yeah. because someone will be in the back of their stall and the next thing ears are pinned, teeth are bearing yeah. and they're coming at your jugular. <laughs> so you have to be very careful. And I, you know, there's a farm upstate New York near Chatham that I used to call on. And they actually had a track, an indoor track that went around. And of course, the guys would often be riding through and they had lots of space so that they were never really close to the stalls. Um, but yeah, you had to be careful because the track was around side and the stalls were in the middle of the track inside. And but yeah, the guys are riding around. I mean, I always had to be careful talking about door. Yeah. Dear God, I would always stop. It was like, look, listen, look again. It's like crossing the road because, I mean, they're coming. They're they're at a gallop. And you go to cross in front of them, you're going to get run over. I mean, that's just end of story. You're getting run over. Um, But yeah, so they definitely had a wide berth there because a lot of those horses get cranky and they're they're coming right at you. And they do a lot of shed road walking with them. So they have to have, especially at Belmont and Aqueduct, they they walk them around the barn. So they have to have kind of a wide berth on top of, you know, horses diving out at you. So, well, I think we covered a lot of ground. I mean, really, we could probably go on for hours. Definitely. I mean, if we got down to the details of like lighting and chandeliers and (laughs) I mean, I could, you could just open up a book and I could just pick out things (laughs) I want. So if anyone's looking to adopt anyone, I'd be willing (laughs) if you're going to build me a barn. Build a barn. Yeah. And if you have beautiful barns, send them to us. Yes. Send us pictures. I can drool over them. Yeah. That'd be great. So we do have a happy hack this week um, in relation to barns and and barn efficiency. Um, One of the things that I find that it's at the barn where I'm at now is that they have, I like that they put the tennis balls on the end of the cross ties. Yes. I think that that stops a lot. It doesn't always stop the banging, but I think it stops you from breaking a lot of cross ties and it also saves your walls 
and it does help make less noise. So I think that that's a really great hack that I've seen. And it's cheap. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do. Definitely. You can great. replace tennis balls anytime. Yeah. Which awesome. I, don't, I don't think you need to replace them that often. But no. if you do, tennis balls aren't exactly expensive. No. Can keep them right in stock. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. It was great to do another episode. We'll be back next, next week. week. Yep. And whoever needs to hear this, go, go ride, ride your horse. horse.